today we're talking about the difference between surface level self-care and deep level self-care and why you need both of them together. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Stinson, and we will be talking all about deep level self-care practices to help you have success in both your personal and professional life by reducing stress and anxiety and overwhelm, improving your mindset, and creating a strong, loving connection with yourself. I'll see you on the inside. Hey guys, welcome back to the Soul Aligned Self-Care podcast. Today we are talking about the difference between deep level self-care and surface level self-care and why you need both. And just so everybody knows, I am now going to be putting these recordings on YouTube. So if you want to come and hang out with me and look at me while I'm doing these podcasts, you can come over to YouTube. I will definitely be putting the links in the show notes so that you could check it out there. Um, So this is the first time I'm doing this. And I'm a little nervous because when I I I like doing the podcast. I like looking at my notes as I'm doing the podcast. And so one of the reasons that I haven't done this for such a long time is because when I'm recording myself, I'm on my computer and I can't see my notes. So I have my phone like next to me. So if you see me looking like this, I'm looking at my notes and I need to follow my notes. Otherwise I just go off, like I go off topic so far. And then the podcast will be way too long. Um, so I would love for you guys to come hang out with me on YouTube. Um, so I got my stress relief roller right here. Here it is. And I'm going to put it on cause I'm nervous and it smells so good. And if you're wondering what the hell is a stress relief roller and where can I get one? I got you. Cause I am going to be starting to give these, well, sell these, <laughs> um, and and in my within my company, it's going to be a new company, and it's called Soul Align Infusions. And I'm so excited about it because every product I sell will also be attached to some type of self care. And so when you purchase this stress roller, which I call Just Breathe, there will be a breathwork video and a free meditation that comes along with it. So it'll help you relieve stress and anxiety and restore calm. That's the whole point. And so that's why I am using it right now because I am nervous about being on camera and I have my water here just in case I start choking. Mm -hmm. So if you guys need a drink, go grab a drink. So as I said, I am talking about the difference between surface level self-care and deep level self-care and why you need both. And the reason why I thought I would do this podcast was because I always talk about how I teach or I share deep level self-care practices. Okay. And a lot of people are like, well, what does that mean? And most people think of self-care as, you know, getting a bubble bath and getting your nails done and maybe, you know, doing like a a mask at night or something like that. And uh, that is self-care, but that would definitely be defined as surface level self-care. So that's what surface level is. So it's all those things like the bubble bath, getting the nails done, um, having lunch with friends, maybe, 
getting outside during your lunch hour and getting a, a breath of fresh air, like all those little things that really make a big difference. But without the deeper level self-care, those little things that you keep doing for yourself will not have a lasting effect. Um, now, deep level self-care, on the other hand, are things like setting boundaries and learning how to maintain them to protect your energy, to protect your time, right? It's also things like learning how to manage your emotions so that you, you can respond to a situation instead of react to a situation, right? So it's a, there's a big difference between the two. But if you're, if you're doing the deep level work, you're doing that deep level self-care, you're learning how to set and maintain your boundaries. When you take the bubble bath and you calm yourself down and you relax, it's going to have more of a, a lasting effect because you're not going to go right back into that high stress life that you're in, right? And so that is the biggest difference between the two, but they they you need both of them in your life. And so as an example, um you know, you could you could go and take a bubble bath and and feel really relaxed in that moment. But if you're in the type of lifestyle where you're not like um, setting boundaries and maintaining them, then you're going to keep coming back to those really deep level, like stress levels. You're going to be like in that stress loop consistently. Um, so maybe I should explain what I mean by boundaries, you know, as, and give you an example of a, a boundary. Um, I'll give you a personal example of one that I had to set when I used to sell real estate, which was my career way back when. And, um, I never really liked real estate, but it was really um, a means to an end when I was a single mom. It was just like the perfect job for me so that I could still be around for my kids. I made my own schedule so I could go to like their events and stuff like that. Um, I never had to put them in daycare, which was like such a blessing. Uh, but I, I did not, there was never, ever a moment that I actually liked selling real estate ever, but it it really made it possible for me to keep my children's life as normal as I possibly could um, during that time period after I got divorced. And so that's why I did it. Now, when I, you know, when I was working as a realtor, I at first didn't have any boundaries, right? And so, and anybody who has sold real estate knows that if you don't have boundaries, you're going to just work yourself to death, to death, because you always feel like, so it's a hundred percent commission job. So you always feel like you always have to work because you don't know when your next client's going to come in or something like that. And so it's hard to say no. So when someone's calling you at eight o'clock at night, it's hard to say no. When someone's asking you to work on a weekend when you had a birthday party planned for your child, it's hard to say no. And so I decided at one point to set boundaries. And one of the boundaries was I put a recording on my phone to tell people that if they called after whatever, I don't even remember what time it was, maybe it was like 7 p.m. or something like that, that I would answer it the next day. And that was the boundary I set. Now, maintaining the boundary is a whole nother story. Now, if I make exceptions and start returning calls or answer to certain people, then that boundary has not been maintained. And if I don't mind, if I don't respect my own boundaries then nobody else is going to even acknowledge them. Right. And so that was part of it. And then the other thing was, is uh, whenever I had made anything kind of a plan or anything, it didn't matter what it was getting my hair done, taking my kid somewhere or going to like an after school activity, 
it was always an appointment. So if a client said, uh, I'd like to um, see a house or something like that at this time, I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, I have an appointment. Instead of saying something, oh, I'm sorry, I have a hair appointment. No, it doesn't matter. You know, it's none of their business what my appointment is. I just have an appointment. And actually, it kind of made me look busier than I actually was because everything was an appointment. Like if I was having a lunch with a friend, it was an appointment. But if you don't do that, then you don't have any time to yourself. And so I had to set that boundary. And what did that do? It gave me the space to live my life. It gave me space to spend time with my kids. It gave me space to have fun and relax. It gave me the space that I needed. It protected my energy and it gave me more time to myself. And so if you're not setting those boundaries and you're running around rampant, you know, uh, being like the people pleaser realtor, like say, I said yes to all those things. I'm going to feel stressed out. I'm going to feel guilty. I'm going to feel like a bad mom. I'm not going to feel like a good person. I'm going to feel disconnected with my friends, you know? So all these other things are going to happen. I'm going to be stressed out. It didn't matter. It wouldn't matter how many bubble baths I took. I'm not going to feel better overall. I might feel better in that moment. So that's the, that's the biggest difference between like practicing surface level self-care that is just as important as opposed to the deep level self-care equally as important. But I do believe that deep level self-care is actually the foundation for all self-care because if you're not practicing deep level self-care, nothing's going to stick, right? So it's the foundation, right? And so um, another example, I'm looking at my notes so I don't go off, you know, um, mastering your emotions, right? So once you learn how to master your emotions, so what does that mean, mastering your emotions? So that really is about learning how to handle your anger, your stress, your anxiety, your sadness. And that doesn't mean like not feeling those feelings. That means learning what works for you to handle those feelings. So feel the feelings when I'm stressed out and I'll give you some personal examples. But what I learned over time working with people and working with myself is that everybody is different. So what works for me for stress might not work for you. And uh, like same thing with anxiety and sadness and all those other emotions. Once you learn how to manage your emotions and really handle them, um, you know, once you learn how to handle them well, you get to respond to situations instead of automatically reacting to life around you. And so I learned that stress for me, the thing that really, really helped with stress was like calm things like yoga. Because if I went for a run or did something really high energy, it kind of put me deeper into that stress loop, like that fight or flight. And so running didn't work when I was stressed. It just worked when now running worked when I was angry, right? It released it. It released the anger. So it's really funny how it wouldn't work for stress. It actually would make me feel worse. And like anger, if I was like angry about something and going for a run really like changed my mindset. It really helped me relax. It really helped clear my head, right? But the stress thing, yoga helped, breath work help. Sadness, uh, for me, it's about connection when I'm sad. So about connecting with other people or even sometimes just like having a little bit, giving myself the, the time to like really feel those feelings of sadness. So I always call it having the pity party, but I don't allow myself to stay there too 
too long, but I allow it. Like if you don't allow it and you're trying to like gloss over it or push it and keep it down, then you're not going to be able to like move on. But if you just allow the pity party, allow yourself to feel, and then move on after that, you move on quicker and quicker each time. That's what I learned from doing that. And so when you, when you do this and you learn how to do this, uh, you learn how to handle your emotions that serves you, you can kind of move forward and, uh, like with more peace and more relaxation, right? And so when you're in this kind of state and you can handle anything that gets thrown at you in a really mature way and a really good way for your your energy and your your systems, um, then all those little surface level self-care things that you do in your life will really have such a profound effect. And I would also go as far as to say that they will have like a a compound effect because you're not constantly draining yourself. You're learning how to take care of yourself on a deeper level. You're learning how to connect with yourself. Then those surface level self-care things have more of a compounding effect because they, they're protecting your energy and you're not suck it constantly sucking it out. So it's like you get to like build on that. So how do you get started? Right. I think the first step is really, just to make the decision to take care of yourself on a deeper, deeper level. And that may sound super simple, but that really is how you start. You have to decide, you have to decide what's more important. Right. Um, and so I'm going to like go back to when, before I even started doing this work. So it all started, like I had to make a shift. I was forced to make a shift because I worked myself into having a stroke when I was 39 years old. And so I really was at like a bottom point. I was in a state of extreme burnout, obviously. And it took me quite a while to recover from that stroke. I had to sit still for a really long period of time to let um, my artery heal. So what had happened um, was the artery in my neck actually tore, right? It wasn't like a, a traditional stroke where it's just you have a clot that's blocking, you know, what happened was it was like actually considered like an injury, even though I had no injury. Um, it was just excessive stress. And so I had to wait for that to heal. And I had to, like, I knew at this time that I had to like kind of reevaluate my, my life and live it a different way. I had young children. I had three children and I wanted to be around for them. I didn't feel like they really had any other parent to be, be there for them at the time. And so I knew I had to change things drastically in my life, but I didn't know how. And so I went on to this journey of, I would call it a deep level self-care journey. And it started with diet. I changed my diet. I started eating plant-based. I, I just like explored every avenue I can. And to this day still, I'm still exploring, exploring and learning more and more every day so that I can share these things with you. Now, what I did was I made a decision that I was going to change my lifestyle. I made the decision that I was going to change my, my career you know, and it didn't happen overnight. You know, it took years for me to kind of switch over. I think I had the stroke in 2007 and I didn't completely retire from real estate until 2018. Right. And so it was a long transition. It was education. It was practicing. It was learning. It was learning how to start a new business. There was so many things involved. And now I'm at the point where 
you know, obviously very retired from real estate and doing this full time. And it's, it's my purpose. It's my dream. And I love doing it. And I feel so lucky to be able to doing this, but it all started with a decision. If you could see that now, you might say, yeah, that was, you were forced to make that decision. And I kind of was, but I could have went back to that lifestyle. I could have said, oh, I just had a stroke. That's just, that's just me. That's just my health. A lot of people do that. They're like, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's in my genes, or I could have made all kinds of different excuses, but I decided to make changes. I decided to take control of my life and my health because it was so important for me to be around for my kids. And I, it was, and I didn't, you know, as I said earlier, I didn't really like being a realtor. I never liked being a realtor. It was just so crappy. Um, some people love it. So I shouldn't really <laughs> know, like, no uh, shame if you love real estate, right? It just wasn't for me. Honestly, I'm doing what was meant for, I'm meant to be doing now. That definitely wasn't for me. So making the decision is the first, the first, first step. And then you have to, then you're probably thinking the way I was thinking right at that time period when I had the stroke, like, I know I have to change things, but I don't know how. And that's why I do what I do. That's why I'm here for you. Like, if you know you're at this per point of burnout, you might be seeing some different effects. Like, so you might not have the stroke, but you might have high blood pressure. You might have migraines. You might be super tired. You might get sick all the time. So your body is going to show you when you're in this state of like overwhelm and burnout with it, because your body's going to go into a state of dis-ease, right? And it's going to start showing up in your body. And it takes a while for you to get to a point where it shows up as dis-ease in your body. And and I say it that way to make a point, dis-ease, right? So you're at, you're not at ease, right? And so if you're, if you're feeling that way, even a little bit right now, I would urge you to like handle it before you have to go into a state of dis-ease and work your way back from that. There's no reason to let yourself get to that point. So if you feel this way now, it's better to take some steps right away. You know, like if you, if you know that you might be a people pleaser and you know that you might, maybe you, you spend a lot of time in victim mode, like where, why is this happening to me? Oh, I have such bad luck. Oh, nobody ever respects me. Oh, everybody walks all over me. That's victim mode. I spent years there. I spent at least 10 years there. And so when you're in that state, you're really not going to take charge. So it's about really stepping out of that state, taking charge and deciding that you're going to take care of yourself on the deepest level. And the first way to do that is to put yourself first. Now, I know this is really hard for a lot of people. As soon as I say put put yourself first, you're probably like, oh my God, that sounds so selfish, right? But really it's not, right? And I'm going to just tell you quickly why it's not. So when you take care of yourself at the deepest level, you're getting all the rest you need. Um, you know, you're, um, I don't know, you're eating well, you get outside every once in a while, you take a walk, you move your body. Um, you're, you're setting your boundaries, you're connecting with yourself on a deeper level, maybe spiritual level. You're doing all these things. You're doing things that make you happy, that bring you joy, right? This is so important. This is why we're here. We're not here to work. We're not here to like do all these, uh, go to work, work nine to five for our entire lives and then, and then die, like maybe retire and then die. We're here to enjoy our lives and enjoy the experiences that we can have, right? And so it's about really, really taking, taking care of yourself. Right. So when you do that, 
how are you going to show up? You're going to show up well-rested. Your mind will be clearer because you're well-rested, right? So you'll be able to make better decisions. You'll be able to respond, as I said earlier, rather than react, right? So you're not going to be reactive. You're not going to be snappy at your kids or at your partner because you're tired and you're exhausted, or maybe you have a headache all the time, or, you know, think about all the ways that you feel when you're really stressed out. Now, so if you show up, you could show up really stressed out and tired and snappy, or you can show up as that well-rested version of yourself, that best, healthiest version of yourself, and give that version of yourself to your children, to your partner, to your business, to your career, to whatever, to whoever is in your life, right? And so it's not selfish to take care of yourself on that deeper level, because that's that's the person, when you do that, that's the person that you get to put back into the world. That's the person that you get to share with the rest of the world, right? That's the person that's going to be taking care of your kids. That's the person who's going to be taking care of your friends, your partner, your parents, whoever, right? Whoever's in your life. That's the person who's going to be running your business, right? So it's really, it's not selfish to put yourself first. And that is the first mindset shift that you have to make. This is something I talk about constantly because I feel like I get very frustrated because people, uh, especially women, they're raised and taught to always put everybody before themselves, to, to take care of this, to nurture this person. To, and then whatever's left over, you could take care of yourself. Like I literally know people that will feed everybody else first and then eat scraps over the sink, right? Raise your hand if you ever did that. Raise your hand if you ever like took care of everybody, fed everybody, and you're eating like leftover mac and cheese and hot dogs over the sink because, you know, you didn't make any anything for yourself. I don't know. <laughs> How many of us have done that? I've totally done that, right? And there's nothing wrong like with doing that. I'm just saying that shouldn't be your constant state, you know, you should be able to have a really sit down and have a really good, healthy meal for yourself every once in a while. But so I'm constantly trying to reinforce or normalize, I guess I should say that putting yourself first is not selfish. Now I do say it that way to kind of like bring attention to it. I I'm sure I could put it in a better way that sound sound sounds like less offensive, you know. I make it sound offensive because I want to grab your attention because I want you to realize that you need to start putting yourself first in order to take care of yourself on that deep level, right? So you don't end up the where I did, right? So you could actually enjoy your life and put yourself, you know, put yourself out into the world feeling good. I mean, what would that what would that be like? And if you were like me at one point, I remember how I used to feel. I would feel, I would wake up feeling exhausted, right? I would wake up feeling that way. I didn't feel refreshed. I wake up now and I have coffee in bed while I watch the sunrise, right? Yes, I'm up that early. I just wake up that early. I don't set an alarm clock. I just wake up. I watch the sunrise. I have my coffee. I journal. I mean, it's completely different than the way I used to experience life. Now, I know I'm quite aware of what it's like to have children. That's impossible. I know that, right? But I I I have my mornings set up so I don't set, start my mornings in a state of like panic, if that makes sense. And so um 
I would advise you, I just wrote this article and I wanted to share that with you on here today that I just wrote this article and it's been published in Tiny Buddha and I love Tiny Buddha. If you don't know who Tiny Buddha is, check them out on Instagram. They have all these wonderful quotes, but it's an online publication and it's just really, really great articles. I love reading Tiny Buddha and I'm so honored to be published in there and I'll put a link in the show notes so that you can read this article because basically... The article is three reasons why putting yourself first is not selfish. So if you, if you were a little bit triggered by that comment and you were like, I'm not doing that, like I'm not doing it, read that article, just read it. And I'll be able, you, you'll change your mind once you read the article. Um, and also when I, when I say putting yourself first, that doesn't mean that you're putting, you're not taking care of everybody else and you don't care about any, anybody else. And you're like, huh, I don't care if, if my kids eat tonight, you know? <laughs> I don't, I'm not saying to do that. I'm just saying you have to really take, put yourself, how can I say this? Care for yourself at the very least of how you care for everyone else. Think about that. So how you care for your kids, care for yourself at that same level, at the least, right? Most of us don't do that. Most of us don't do that care for yourself with the value you put in your work in your career in your job care for yourself give yourself that same care the same value you put into that put that into yourself at the very least don't you think at the very least we should be doing for ourselves what we do for other people if not better right so so i'm going to advise you to read that blog post also i very recently did a masterclass on here. And it was three mindset shifts to help you get unstuck in life for good. And those three mindset shifts um, have a lot to do with what I'm talking about today. So I think the first one was getting out of that victim mode that I talked about earlier. So it would help you get out of that victim mode. The second one was about putting yourself first and why it's not selfish. And then the third one was about really starting to set those boundaries. And I teach you how to have a not-to-do list, which is really interesting. So if you're interested in that, that's also on the podcast and you could check it out. If you want, I'll put the links in the show notes for those three podcasts. And then I gave you a free meditation also. So I'm giving you a lot of like free resources that you could take at, to get started, right? To help you get started with this. So just to kind of like recap, um, Surface level self-care are things like the bubble bath, getting the nails done, lunch with the friend. And then the deep level self-care is like setting and maintaining boundaries, learning to manage your emotions, reconnecting at a deep level with yourself and your intuition so you can make really good decisions in your life. That's another deep level self-care practice. Gratitude, right? Do you know that it's impossible to be in a state of stress and anxiety if you're in a state of gratitude. So if you ever really need a quick fix for stress and anxiety, start to get into gratitude, do a little gratitude meditation. Um, so those are like those deep level self-care things. And as I said, to get started, read the article. The link will be in the show notes. Do the masterclass. As a matter of fact, if you go to my website, 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 I don't know why, why I said it that way. If you go to my website, I just put the masterclass on my website as a freebie. So you can grab the, the masterclass for free and it's yours to keep, right? And you'll get the meditation, you'll get a workbook, you'll get everything you need right in the masterclass. So that's probably the quickest, easiest way for you to get that. So go to the website and download the ma masterclass. It'll be 
uh, that, that, that that's the best way to get started and read the article. I would love for you to read it. So moving forward, I'm going to start talking about deep level self-care on the podcast. And so I'm going to go into a lot of the things that I teach in my signature boot camp, the Soul Aligned Self-Care Boot Camp, right? And there's 11 different deep level self-care practices. So I think I'm going to do a series on here and start talking about those different practices and share those with you so you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you really want to go deeper, you could jump into the boot camp. Um, you could jump in at any time right now. After the new year, I'm gonna I'm gonna have opening and closing times when you get when you can register for the boot camp. But right now it's completely open. So if you wanted to jump in right now, you can. You get monthly coaching with me on there, group coaching. Um, so I go into one of the deep level self-care topics on there each month. So you can learn more there. Okay, guys, I'm not going to keep you much longer. I hope that this was helpful to you. I hope you understand what I'm talking about now when I talk about deep level self-care. And if you have any questions, I would love for you to reach out. You could reach out to me um, by email, uh, tina at tinastinson.com. Or you could also reach out to me on Instagram. It's um, Tina Stinson Coach on Instagram. I also have an Instagram for the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. You can reach out to me on there. Do not message me on Facebook because for some reason, I always miss those. Now, if you're watching me on YouTube right now, welcome. This is the first time I'm doing this and I'm so excited about it. Um, I think it went pretty well. I can't, I'm, I can't really read my notes while I'm doing this though. I have to figure something else out. Maybe if I had like my phone up higher, I could see my notes better. So that was really, I did ramble a little bit, but I think it went pretty well. What do you guys think? So you can let me know what you think in the comments below. If you're here on YouTube, you can also let me know if you like coming on here and watching me. So I keep doing it. Um, I'm definitely going to do it for a while to test it out and have fun with it. I think it's fun. Um, as soon as my rollers are available, I'll share them with you. This is a sample. That's why it's got this like kind of ugly label on it. But as soon as these are available, I will let you know and you could test one of them out. I'm so excited about it. It's so much fun um, making smelly stuff. I've been making my own skincare for a long time. And so I wanted to start sharing this with you guys in my community um, and combining it with like some surface level self-care practices. Sounds good, right? Okay, guys, I'll see you next week. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to the podcast today, please write a five-star review on iTunes. When you do this, it helps me get in front of more people and in turn, help more people. Thank you, and I'll see you next time.